Good morning, church. Happy Mother's Day. I've been going around hugging everyone, saying Happy Mother's Day. I haven't gotten around to everyone, but it's such a happy day. It is. It's such a happy day. Because of mothers, the world is full of people. (laughs) And they're well-loved, well-clothed, and clean behind the ears for the most part. So I'm excited today to worship. I'm excited today to receive nurture, actually, from heaven. That's what I need today. Um, That's what I need this Mother's Day. So moms, actually everybody, but I'm just, you know, it's Mother's Day. Moms, today is your day to get with the Father and receive all that he has to pour out into you today. And what I love most about worship is that I know my role, okay? So as moms, we have like a thousand roles. And that's part of the job that's actually one of the hardest, is like, what is the most important thing for me to be doing right now? Am I supposed to be disciplinarian, or am I supposed to be, you know, a soft place to land? Am I sp- it's just hard to know. And um, what I love about worship is I know my role, and it's very concrete. I am here for him. I'm not here... You know, I'm not worshiping because it's my favorite song or because I like the tempo or because of anything. I'm here to worship and to just pour out myself to him as an offering. But every time, without fail, when I do that, he pours himself out upon me. And I end up, I walk away receiving so much more than I ever could give. So my encouragement this morning is let's receive, moms and everyone, but let's receive all that we need from heaven this morning. Let's not leave halfway full or part of the way full, but let's just fill up on the love of the Father this morning. Amen. Stand with me this morning. We're going to do a call to worship together, and as we are praying before service, the prayer was exactly what you were saying. We just pray that everyone who comes in here today is encouraged, strengthened by God's goodness, His faithfulness, His grace, and His mercy. Amen? We're going to say this together on the count of three out of Psalm 135. Uh, We're going to do verse uh, one, I believe one, two, and three, and then don't read the beginning part, just start where the number one is, on the count of three. One, two, three. Praise Praise the the Lord. Praise Praise the name of the Lord. Praise Him, O you servants of the Lord. You who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises to His name, for it is pleasant. Father, we worship You today. Have Your way in this place. In Jesus' name, Amen. we were getting ready for communion and praying about what the Lord wanted to share, I just thought of many of us in our lives either gone to grandma's house or to mom's house and had that meal, that huge meal, that big meal that everyone just ate and ate and ate until you were so full you couldn't even move. But then I realized just a few hours later, everyone was hungry again. You see, but the bread at this table and the juice at this table, the Bible says, those who come to me shall never hunger and those who believe in me shall never thirst. And I just think of this daily bread that we need from Jesus every single day. And I'm reminded every time that we're hungry in the physical, that our spirit longs for more of Him in our life. Every day. Because I don't know about you, but every day I sense some hunger in the physical. And I want us all to be reminded that as we take this communion this morning, that He provides all that we need. And feeds and does everything that we need Him to in our life. As we come to the communion tables, you can just move. There's a table in the back you can, and up front. You can move to whatever table's closest to you. Um, and the cup
cups are stacked uh, like every week. Um, so you just have to take one cup and um, hold on to your communion elements as you get back to your seat, and we'll come back up and we'll take communion together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we thank you for the sacrifice. Your word says that no greater love than one who would lay down their life. You laid down your life for us. And Father, I thank you for your resurrecting power. For Jesus is no longer in the grave, but he is risen, and he is at the right hand. So, Father, we thank you today. And as we take communion elements, we remember the sacrifice you made, and we reflect upon your goodness. And we bring everything before you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. The Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread. We had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. Lord. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. So, Father, we thank you this morning for your goodness and your faithfulness. And we come before you and worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, stand with me. We're going to continue to worship. The altar's open. If you've got business to do with the Lord, come on down and do it. <laughs>
I was thinking about the belt of truth and how it's like, um, okay, I'm no expert, but in like the Roman um, armor, it's what everything else attached to. So particularly for moms, but for everyone, you know, everyone's looking at us all the time for answers. I have the most helpful husband on the planet. He carries the weight of a lot of things on his shoulders, including if the kids had baths or not. He's bath man. He's in the details of the kids. I don't do it by myself. I honestly probably don't do the bigger percentage of it. But, and yet, his eyes are always looking to me for direction in our home. All the, all the eyes are looking at us. If our eyes aren't looking at him, we quickly go to empty. But let me just tell you this. Empty is exactly where you want to be. Empty of our own abilities. The word says in 2 Corinthians 7, and I just love this scripture. And I live out of this scripture. It's starting in verse 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations... A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like that's my children, but it's not. (laughs) Lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. If there, is one, if there is one credit that Liz Ackerman can take for the amazing family that she lives with, it's that I have an abundance of weakness and that I stopped hiding it an awful long time ago so that it could come out into the light and so Jesus could shine upon it and so that his strength would be available to me in my everyday There's no other way, moms, women. You're enough. You're enough. You're enough. Right where you're at, you're enough. You don't bear the weight of it all by yourself. Because if you do, failure is a sure thing. But you're enough right where you are. He will come and be your strength. And I always see it as like this. um, If we will open up if we will take off the lid here, then we'll open up the lid here and receive all that he wants to give. Then what comes flowing out of us will be ministry like you cannot even imagine. And when it happens and it's like words are coming out of your mouth and actions coming out of you, like, you know, it's not you. Like, you know, it's not you. And then God gets all the glory. You see how that works. He gets all the glory all of it. And people say, oh, oh my goodness, you are just so selfless in giving. If anyone says that to me, I'm just like, woof, that would be Jesus. Because I take the biggest piece of pie in my house. I sleep the latest in my house. I know if, if, if selfless in giving is coming out of this woman, is all Jesus. And there's nothing wrong with trying but if, if this great ministry begins to flow out of me, if I'm exceptionally loving or slow to anger one day and it's because I tried harder, well, then pride also can build up. And then I can look at another mom or I can look at my husband and say, well, if you would just try hard, you know, if you would read the scriptures with greater care like I do, then perhaps you would have more victory in your life. That's hogwash. That's hogwash. We get into the scriptures because Jesus is the word. And because we need to feed on him. But his, his strength is made his, his strength is made powerful in our weakness. So we can boast in our weakness. We can stand in truth before the Lord, before our family, before our kids. You don't have to put it on all the time for everybody. You can say, I'm struggling. Will you pray for me? You can do it in the middle of the lunchroom. You can do it in the middle of service. You can do it at any time. But moms, you're enough. You've always been enough. Because God goes 
before you and he makes the way for your family. Don't give up. Don't beat yourself up anymore. I want you all to go out of here today, every woman, every man, and that voice in your head, if it's a bully, you tell it no in Jesus' name. I don't care if what that voice says is true or not true. Truth, when it's delivered in un, without love, is to be disregarded entirely. I don't care how true the statement is. Look at your house. It's disgusting. That may be true, but you say no. No. It is the voice of love that will draw you up and build you up and encourage you. And it will speak truth. The voice of truth, the Holy Spirit of heaven will speak to you, lead you and guide you with such love, with such nurture. And moms, my goodness, don't we need to be nurtured and cared for? That is just the encouragement that was on my heart today. Not just for moms, for all women who, whether you've born a baby or not, I don't know a single woman who's not mothering somebody. It's just true. Now, I also think, and I will say, I also think there's just a special something for people who have been thrown up on by a child or sneeze directly into the mouth. That's really special. And so I don't want to not honor that. Okay. I don't want that to go by the wayside because that is, you know, you've been there. It is fantastic. It's just like, oh, that was, that was real nice. Um, but all, I've never met a woman that has, that's not mothering. All right. So Mother's Day really honors women. And the message today is you're enough. Don't hide your weaknesses. Receive the love of the Father. And you will be astounded. <laughs> Men and women. Receive the love of the Father. You will be amazed at the ministry that will flow out of you. When you begin to grow in faith in the word and trust in him in his goodness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Is that it? That's, you preached my message already, so you're just going to get part two when I get back up. That's here. not That's your good. message. Honestly. No. Yeah, it's very much, very much similar. Okay. Similar. All right. Well, let's just move yeah, into... Don't leave at the break because you already heard the message. <laughs> I will have a few points to add to that. But then I'll come up at the end with my post-it notes. There you go. I don't have to it do that. Works. He invite. He wants me to do that. He's like, you always kind of just put a little exclamation point on the end. It's all good. I certainly don't have to. It's all good. All right. Um... Let's move into a time of encouraging one another, loving on one another. Uh, if you're a first-time guest here, there's a connection card in the back of the seats for you to just kind of put your name. Let us know that you were here. Uh, we're happy to have you this morning. Uh, prayer requests, praise report, testimonies, those go on the connection cards. And then the offering buckets are up front here. And that's where those cards go, as well as your offerings. Um, kids, toddler through sixth grade, kid corner is for you. You can head on over there during the break, and um, I'll meet you over there. All right. All right, guys. Let's break it up. While you're getting back to your seats, um, my oldest child brought a correction to me, which I, you know, don't you love it when your kids correct you? Um, after I talked about Karen the emu, remember Karen the unlovable, un love-resistant emu? That's what I'm going to call her. Um, I said that she had a friend named Sheldon who taught, they brought in Sheldon who taught her how to behave and taught her that humans were okay and taught her how to receive love. And apparently his name was not Sheldon, it was Stanley. So I would like to make that, that correction that um, everyone needs a Stanley who teaches them how to receive the love of the Father. Uh, and if you're a Karen, there is hope. If you are love resistant, there is hope. Um, we are going to um, have a Mother's Day video. All right. So we have a couple uh, Mother's Day gifts. So one very sweet, nurturing, lovely lady from our congregation um, put together some packs for moms. Um, if, you are, if you are any of these mothers, which, you know, any woman, there is a gift for you out on the table. Um, and is she just, the Lord just put it on her heart to bless to bless us. So I encourage you on your way out, go ahead and grab a gift bag. There's some yummy treats in there. I think there's some cuddle dud socks, which I love cuddle duds, anything. Um, cuddling, just big on my list of things I love. So um, those are out there just to bless your heart today. And also, um, after service on the back communion table, uh, we have for you a set of scripture cards. Um, there are four different sets uh, each set is a different design and different scriptures. 
Um, these started because I would write scripture on note cards and put it around my house. And then one of my daughters began kind of messing around online, and she's actually really good at graphic design. So I gave her my note cards and said, hey, could you make these look nicer? And she started making these really awesome scripture cards. So for Mother's Day, we put together some packs of scripture cards because I just think they're great. Um, Bookmarks or, you know, I have them hanging up by the light switches in the bathroom. You know, uh, I have them hanging up all over the place. So after service, you have two things, um, two gifts to kind of uh, pick up and enjoy. Uh, These will be on the back table, and you can kind of look through and pick which pack you like best. Um, And then the table with the other gift is out in the lobby. So moms, women, today's your day. I encourage you to um, just be loved. Uh, Next, Youth Night and Luciano group are next Sunday. Um, Starting youth starts at 6 downstairs. We have food. We have games. They have a really great time of hangout. Um, We love them. Uh, Love hanging out with them. I miss hanging out with them because my babysitter is in Pittsburgh, so I'm home with my kids. But Pastor Jason, Pastor Andy, uh, Sydney is down there, so um, they have a really good time. At that same time, at 630, the Luciana group is up here in the sanctuary just digging into God's Word um, and really tending to your garden of beliefs. That's what's happening here in the sanctuary. What are you believing? And um, it's just really great teaching. That's 6.30 to 8 uh, next Sunday. Young Adult Small Group is this Tuesday um, at 6 p.m. Young Adults meet up at the Rose Center. This is just the White Farmhouse, which is right up here on the property. Um, I think they have a really good time. I'm not there because I'm not young. <laughs> I'm not a young adult anymore. Um, but Sydney leads, and she's just awesome. I would gladly sit at Sydney's feet and hear all of her uh, deep thoughts on everything. Um, I love the way her mind works, and she's just awesome at sharing God's heart. So um, if you are a young adult and you're looking to connect, or you know a young adult looking to connect, this is a great group. They have good conversation, um, and they're just a great group to hang out with. So I encourage you to check that out. Uh, If you have any questions, you can always just contact the church, and we can give you all of your answers. Okay, volunteers are needed for lights and lyrics. This is during service. We all like to have the lyrics up there so we can, you know, sing. And the lighting is, you know, it's nice when the lights go out when there's a video and then come back on when, when it's time to come back here and, and talk. So, but we need people. Um, this is a great job for youth. Uh, Sydney is in charge of the AV booth, and I'll tell you this. She will onboard you. You know, she's not going to just, you know, put, be like, here, here's the, here's the paper. You'll figure it out and leave you. So um, if you've ever had an interest in AV, if you have any experience in AV, this is like lights. This is like the, the easiest thing to learn, I think. I've never done it, but I'm assuming. Easiest thing to learn, and Sydney will, will help get you on there and get you good. Um, you won't be overwhelmed. So lights and lyrics. Um, please see Sydney after church or any time, contact the church if you're willing to learn and help on a Sunday morning. And last but never least, um, we're actually going to have another video, um, Mark and Victoria Bowling. We've seen this video before, but they're coming, right? They're coming next Sunday. We're very excited. So uh, we're going to watch right, this All right, guys, video. I don't know about you, but I'm pumped up for next Sunday, having Mark and Victoria here. So I would encourage you to, you know, invite somebody uh, out. You know, maybe they don't attend church regularly, but I would just encourage you to have them come out. They're evangelistic. There's, they have healing ministry. There's a lot that they've got going on, and we're happy to have them here. It's been a couple of years since we've had them, although we've stayed in contact with them. So uh, let's do this. Let's pray over the offering. Uh, I had an offering scripture, but I'm not going to read that today. I just want to pray over the offering and bless it. I really want to get into our message uh, and get into just ministering this morning. So Heavenly Father, we just come to you. We thank you, Lord, for every gift, every giver. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you Father God, you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that uh, you are blessing, you are taking care of every financial need, and every bill is paid in Jesus' name. And, Father, as I bring this message today, Lord, that our hearts would be encouraged in your precious name we pray. Amen? Amen. Okay, open up your Bibles this morning to, uh, let's go to Luke chapter 1. Let's go to Luke chapter 1. I'm going to read that same scripture in Acts chapter 8, but you don't need to turn there because we're going to walk through a passage in Luke chapter 1 that uh, 
really the Lord just basically told me to preach on. So I don't know if, if anybody's ever had this happen, but you know, I was asking the Lord, like, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to teach on? And he really just told me, hey, I'm, I'm here this morning to encourage you, to encourage you, to tell you that you do have what it takes because of him and because of him alone. And the title of my message this morning, we've been doing this What Hinders You series. Uh, this, the title of my message this morning is What Hinders You? And the third hindrance here is self-doubt. We're going to get rid of self-doubt this morning. And if you remember, hindrance one was doubt and unbelief. Hindrance two last week was self-pity. You remember the self-pity message? Right? Everyone's, everyone's tipping their, their waitresses and waiters much better this week. Right? You remember the self-pity message? And then creatively, I put two of those words together. Doubt and self and God. Self-doubt. Now, you guys have got to admit, I am one of the most creative people on the planet. When it comes to message series and designing titles of messages, I'm totally kidding. All I, I just really felt like this is what I, the Lord really wanted to minister today. And I'm going to be talking a lot to moms, teenagers, young adults, dads, men, do not tune out. This message is really for everybody. It's a Mother's Day message, but it is for everybody this morning. I truly believe that it is. And the reason why I want to encourage you this morning is this was two weeks ago. We were driving back uh, from the Lehigh Valley to uh, visit some family uh, after my dad had passed away. And you ever have one of those times where you're just doubting, like, like some self-doubt about everything that's going on in your life? I don't know, is it just me? But you're doubting, like, the calling, you're doubting motherhood, you're doubting fatherhood, you're doubting friendships, you're like, I don't even know if I'm a good employee, like, right, you just begin to doubt everything. And I got into this spiral of, like, this self-doubt, and I was just, man, I was, Liz was there, we were driving, it was just the two of us, there were no kids in the car, so, like, I could focus on, like, myself, for a minute, right? There was no questions coming from the back seat. And I was just like, I mean, I was just sharing my heart, like, oh man, I'm just struggling. Like, I don't even know, right? How many have ever said that? I don't even know. Right? You say nothing else after that, it's just, I don't even know, right? It's just all inclusive of everything. And I was just like, man, I just don't know. And Liz was like, you know, maybe we should just, you know, take a break. You know, we've been driving for a while. We're just going to pull off to the side, see what's going on at the next exit. And she gets out her phone and she Googles a park, like a park, like a community park to go walking in. And she Googles like just park. And wouldn't you know it? What's that? She starts laughing hysterically. She's like, wouldn't you know that at the very next exit, there's a park? We're coming up on the Brookville exit, right off the exit, 30 seconds off the exit. And wouldn't you know what the name of the park is? It's called Scripture Rocks. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. We have been driving back and forth to Lehigh Valley for 22 years. We have, we've gotten off at this exit Never once in my life did I know that there was a park named Scripture Rocks. I kid you not. This place is real. And so what the Scripture Rocks at the Brookville exit, if you ever happen to be driving by, it is a collection from a guy over a hundred years ago that literally carved Scripture into rocks. Hundreds of rocks, major bold. I mean, there was a one that was big as half of this stage. It was unbelievable. And the letters are like this big. And he put scripture there after scripture. And so we stopped. I was like, are you kidding me? And I started reading on rock number nine. And the Lord, I mean, I just started weeping. And on rock number nine says, I have a chosen you and ordained you. Behold, I give you unto the power. Luke 10, 18. It was literally like the Lord was speaking to me through scriptures in rocks from a man who did something a hundred years ago. And I was just like, thank you, Lord. That encouragement was, it was unbelievable. And we started, I mean, you can see how this thing is all beat up because we got through rock number 10 and it just started raining. I mean, I'm talking about raining and we were absolutely soaked. So we're going to go back at some point and 
We were crying. It was raining. It was one of those, we're holding hands and we're praying. I mean, it was like if somebody had a camera that would have been like a great video type scene, right? But there was no cameras involved. Uh, but this thing is soaking wet, but it was absolutely amazing. But when I left there, I was encouraged because he is an encourager. And so this morning, I want you to leave encouraged. And so the message series, What Hinders You? What Hinders You? And I want to talk about self-doubt this morning. So Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, I'm going to start in verse 34. And the story here is of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And when I asked the Lord, like, Lord, you just need to show me what you're talking about here. And there were six things that jumped out at me. So a Mother's Day message always has to be twice as good as every other message. Typical message has three points. Mother's Day message, you're getting six points, okay? So you get six things to write down today. And the encouraging part is, what I feel is, you're probably not going to remember any of the six. Like, I'd, just be, I'd be honest with myself as a preacher. Like, I look, at my, I look at my, in the mirror on Monday mornings and be like, you know what? The majority of people don't remember anything that I said. So the good news is that the Holy Spirit will help remind you of these things. And when you're feeling self-doubt in any way, Luke chapter 1, the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus. You just have to open up the Bible. And he will reveal to you this story and what I'm going to share with you this morning. So starting in Luke 1, and before I get into verse 34, I want to say two things. Number one, the Bible says that Mary was highly favored. She was highly favored. Can I tell you something this morning? So are you. So are you. Church, so are you. You are highly favored because Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. If you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you are highly favored. Ward family, you are highly favored this morning. You may not feel it, you may not see it, but you are highly favored. And the second thing I've heard people say is, well, you know, God chose Mary as the mother of Jesus because she was perfect. Go ahead back and look in Luke chapter 1. It doesn't say that she was perfect. Guess what, guys? You don't have to be perfect. Newsflash. Perfection is not a requirement to being highly favored because of who God is. Can we receive that this morning? Stop trying to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. This isn't even point one or two. We're not even, we haven't even started. These are like precursor points. She was highly favored, so are you. She, she wasn't perfect. And guess what? Neither are you. Or me. We're not perfect. Okay, verse 34, here we go. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? I'm not going to get into a science lesson and go through all the details of what she was actually talking about and what she was actually debating with the angel. But what we can take from this as point number one is she had a relationship with God. And she was a woman of prayer. We, point one is we have to be people of prayer. Prayer is a discussion. It's a back and forth. It's a conversation with God. You notice it wasn't Mary just sitting there not discussing anything back and forth. She was having a discussion with the angel as a representation of God. And so as Liz said earlier, guys, we need to be honest with God. He already knows how you're feeling. He already knows your heart. He already knows the struggles that you have. Stop trying to hide them. Mary was like, what are you talking about? Right? She's like pushing back here a little bit. And it's okay when we can speak and we can pray and we can have this relationship with God, just like Mary had. But to overcome this self-doubt, we have to have a relationship with God. And it has to be rooted and grounded in the word and in prayer. Verse 35 says, Then the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Point number two. Men, women, all of you remember, you are not alone. You are not alone. The challenges you face in life, you are not alone. The Bible clearly says that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is there with you to lead you, to guide you, to help you, to encourage you, to do everything that you need to go do. Everything that you need to go do, the Holy Spirit is with you. 
That's point two. Remember, you are not alone. The Bible says that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. You may feel abandoned, but I can tell you that you are not abandoned. The rest of verse 35 says this, and says, the power, and the power, says the Holy Spirit will be with you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Look at that. Not only is the Holy Spirit with you, but it says that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you now have power to do what you have to go do. Not in your own strength, not in your own struggles, not in your own trying, but the power will come upon you. So point three is believe that you have the power to do what needs done. Because you do. You have it. We don't leverage the power. It's like having, you know, it's, I can't think of a great analogy. Liz is awesome at analogies. But you think about this. If you have like this incredible power leaf blower, you ever you see those ones where they're like backpacked up, like super powerful, and you can just like, right? You start, you, I mean, you hear from like four houses down, oh, there's the dude with the power blower, right? On a Saturday afternoon when I'm trying to relax, finally, the power blower kicks up, right? Boom, and he's like blowing, like, at some point you want to like hire a, 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 like a lawn firm to take care of it during the week because you're so sick of how loud this thing is, right? But it's just blowing everything out of the way, and then you see your other other neighbor with the battery powered one and it's like taking him forever to do something that the dude with the power pack had on is just blowing this thing away do you understand church you guys have the power pack in this situation right you guys got the room let's pull this thing up baby there's no battery powered blower going on you have all the power that you need because of the Holy Spirit. All of it. And the Bible in this specific version talking about the power is dunamis power. That's like my favorite. Everybody loves them pastors. It says dunamis. Dunamis power. The power, the anointing to do what you're called to do when you're called to do it. By his hands, not yours. By his strength. He is your source. He is your power blower. He takes care of it. You don't want to be doing this on your own. He's got the power to be able to go do that. You know, one of the things that I believe, I talked to youth about this a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago maybe. There's something we have to understand. The Bible does not say, listen to me, does not say that he, God, won't give you more than you can handle. Oh, no, Pastor Jason, there's a scripture, I know. It says, no, no, no. That scripture verse in Corinthians says, God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear, lest he give you a route of escape and a way out. But it does not say he won't give you more than you can handle. In fact, I believe that he does. He does give you more than you can handle. Moms, how many of you know you have got more than you can handle most of the time? Because what God knows is that you can't do it on your own strength. We have to rely on him. It is designed in a way that he gives us more than we can handle because of he wants you to rely on him, on his strength, on his power. It's this falsehood that we think like, well, you know, that God must not be in that because that seems to be too much for me. I almost think if God isn't challenging you with too much, you better ask him for what does he really want you to be go doing. Because I really believe that he challenges us so much so that we have to rely on him. Verse 36. So one, there's prayer and a relationship with him. Two, remember you're not alone. Three, believe you have power. Verse 36, now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Verse 37, for with God, nothing is impossible. Do you understand the uniqueness of the angel saying it after this? They just got done talking about Mary going to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. 
Yet the scripture verse wasn't after that, with, with God all things are possible. It was after something that was from a natural perspective that can happen on this earth. Do you understand that? So point number four is, with God all things are possible. Everything is possible. What you are going through, it is possible that you can get through it because of God. I always ask him, like, Lord, did, you know, did Luke screw it up? Is that verse supposed to be like right after the Holy Spirit conceiving? The ba- no, it was after Elizabeth had conceived a baby. Then he says, for with God, nothing is impossible. Your task that you're facing may seem impossible. But because of God, it is possible. Like, and as I was thinking about that, I was, I mean, I actually came to tears. I don't care what situation you're in. You have to walk away this morning encouraged that with God, all things are possible. And it doesn't mean that your situation is going to get fixed right after church today. Like, you're going to walk out and be like, oh, everything's fixed. Praise God. Can that happen? Sure, it can happen. But you have to understand whatever it is that you're going through, he's taking you through it. He's leading you through it. He's guiding your steps. He's a light unto your path. With God, all things are possible. Verse 38, this is point number five. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Behold, Mary said, be the maidservant of the Lord. Point number five, be yourself. Mary was just like, this is who I am. This is who I am. Men, ladies, moms, be yourself. Be yourself. God created you perfectly to be the mother of your children. Don't for a minute think that somebody else was better created to mother your children. That's a lie of the enemy. Say, well, I'm not like this, or I'm not like that, or I see this mom who's like this, or I see this dad who's like this. No, God created you perfectly to be in the situation in which you're in. Does that mean you never make mistakes? We already covered that. Nope. We all make mistakes. But Mary is just saying, I'm your maidservant. Here's who I am. Be yourself. Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He created you uniquely for the situation in which you're in. Uniquely to be the father. Uniquely to be the dad. Uniquely to be the mother. Uniquely to be the grandmother. Uniquely to be the friend, the spouse. He created you and he put you in that situation. And then the rest of that verse says this. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Point number six is, just accept the call. Accept the call. Mary, be, Mary was like, be it unto me. Be it unto me. Here's who I am. With you all things are possible. Just accept the call. He created you perfectly. And here's what I'd like to say this morning. Actually, somebody sent me a, a, a meme on this the other day via text. It says that God equips the called. He does not call the equipped. God equips the called. So moms, embrace and accept the calling that you have on your life. Dads do the same. Spouses do the same. Accept the calling that he has before you. Worship team, if you want to come back up here, we're going to do something different this or today, this morning, as we close. So those six points. Prayer, remember you're not alone. Believe you have power. Everyone's going to remember the, the leaf blower thing, I know. Know that with God all things are possible. Number four, number five, be yourself. Number six, accept the call. And so moms, let me just talk to you just for a minute. You are called. 
You are called. And as Liz said earlier when I said she's preaching my message, you are not a bad mom. A mistake, a series of mistakes doesn't make you a bad mom. It makes you a mom that needs God's help in your situation. And really we have to understand that it's only by His strength that we are able to do what He has called us to go do. So here's what we're going to do this morning. We've got one more song we're going to sing here this morning. And what I'd like to happen, just listen to me, I want to give some instructions. It was I'd like all the ladies to come up front during this song. I mean, if you you don't want to come up, I'm not going to force you to come up, but I encourage you to come up. This song is called The Blessing. And I want it to be a reminder as you sing it and as you worship it that He is for you, that He is with you, that He is strengthening you from generation to generation. Men, boys, As we remain in our seats, we have a part to play in this this morning as well. I want each of us to be praying over the women in our life and in our church. I want you to worship Him. I want you to stretch your hands out to the ladies that will be up front. And it's going to be a symbol of us covering our women in prayer. Men, I think too often we forget the power and influence that we have in our homes. And yeah, our women might be strong and they might be capable and it may seem like they don't need help. But I can assure you, they need your prayer. They need your encouragement. They need your strength. And they need your affection. So we're going to sing this song, and women, I encourage you, just come up here and sing and get ministered to by God, the one who loves you and cares for you. Receive, yes, receive the blessing this morning. I never know what he's preaching on. I don't peek at the notes. I like to be surprised. And when he opened up to that text... I remember being so overwhelmed with seven kids, so overwhelmed with my life and marriage and kids and just everything, and finding out I was pregnant. And I remember falling onto the bed and just weeping. And I knew that right then at that moment, the words that came out of my mouth mattered. I knew that the words that came out of my mouth mattered in that moment. And the words that I spoke out loud was, Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. So women, when you're crying in the dishwater, when you're overwhelmed in the laundry room or on your way to work or on your way home from work, and you can't muster up anything else, just speak out to him and say, Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. Because in that brings every promise. Brings every promise right up on the inside. And he said to me, he's like, how do I get women to receive? How do I get them to receive? I said, you got to get them to come up and just open their arms. He's like, do I have the kids come up with them? I was just like, no, (laughs) no. Because every woman that comes up, they're receiving First for their marriage, and first for their kids and their grandkids and their children who are far, and the children who are near, and they're receiving for their friend who's struggling. And you have to get them to stay up there a long time so that eventually they'll get around to receiving for themselves. So women, receive for yourselves and for all that God has placed around you for nurture and for for his love. Father, I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you for the nurture that flows from you, Father God, from your heart, for the truth and the promises of your word, grounded and rooted and established in the hearts of 
these women and these families, these husbands and fathers, grandfathers, grandmothers, Father God, we all stand before you. We receive the blessing. Let it be unto us according to your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Women, just stay up here just for one minute. We're going to do the benediction from here. I want to just read a scripture over everybody, but including the women up here. And then after I do that, we'll, we'll say, you know, you are dismissed. I do want the prayer teams then to come up. If there's anybody who has prayer, anybody who has never made Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior, anybody who says, I have a physical need in my body, I want prayer for, we'll have some prayer teams that will be up here that can pray with you. And also, as a reminder, as when you guys leave, there will be there are scripture cards on that table right in the back, straight as in front of me. And then that's the communion table back there. And then there's the gifts uh, out there in the lobby as well. So just receive this this morning. Just close your eyes and receive this. This is the rest of Luke chapter 1, the song of Mary. I'm not going to do the whole thing at the beginning. It says, and Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for He has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. So Father, we thank you for your mercy, your goodness, and your favor from generation to generation. Father, we call this church blessed. We call this congregation blessed. And we call these women blessed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You are dismissed. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. Don't forget your gifts. And if you need prayer, come up front.